everyone in this world starts as eight years old and doesn't have a father or a mother. Um, that's just a thing. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. <laughs> We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences from being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Just gonna Google old Western women's names. You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and most importantly, how there is an anime high school for just about everything. I mean, think about it. There's an anime ninja high school, an anime superhero high school, several anime high schools exclusively designed for murder, and, and an anime volleyball high school. Is there an anime volleyball high school? Yeah, yeah, there sure is. There's a new volleyball anime on Netflix. I haven't watched it, but I want to. The issue I have with your answer is that, Andrew, yours was informative. Kyle's, yours sounded like guilt. <laughs> I have not like watched Like, you were it. ashamed that you knew about it, whereas Andrew, yeah. Andrew was like, well, yeah, actually. And Kyle's like, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. As I've personally proven in pri- prior episodes, there is an anime high school for everything. Yeah. Even Kabaddi. There's going to be a Kabaddi <laughs> right. anime. It's true. A Kabaname. <laughs> So do you guys remember like halfway through last year when we boldly challenged listeners that, you know, if they paid us $50 over Patreon, that we would literally talk about anything they wanted. And we sucked out or we uh, expanded our chests and said, come at me, bro. Step one, fuck around. Step yeah. two, find, find out. out. Yeah. Yeah. We thought we we would like pick up an extra episode here and there and aren't we booked until yeah. like july or something like we are we are booked at the time of recording until at least late spring of 2021 we're booked for the rest of our goddamn lives yeah 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 and uh so let me give you a little background here for uh, faithful listeners a fellow member of hashtag butthwomp nation Derek harper uh called my bluff and challenged <laughs> us with the impossible uh, so, as your resident <laughs> weeb, I'm here to talk about an anime that is as beloved as it is long. <laughs> Naruto? Uh, it is not Naruto. Uh, this particular show has more than 950 episodes in Japan to date Thus. and is still on air. Still going strong. Still going strong with no end in sight, baby. So... Hoist wow. down the sails. Hold, sorry, down. hold on to cut you off. I yeah, yeah. I needed to like quantify that for myself because 950 is a lot to like visually represent. Um, there are yeah. 639 episodes of The Simpsons. Yep. Yes. There wow. you go. That, that is, if you're going to make comparisons, that's a really good one. Like imagine sitting down and just watching <laughs> The Simpsons. Like, because The Simpsons is on Disney Plus, like you can certainly do that. And then add five more seasons 33 percent more so for for further context saturday night live which has been on the air since 1975 has 898 episodes currently there you go yeah so every if you watch every episode of saturday night live part part of that and we don't we don't need to cover too much but part of that is because japan shows don't do seasons like we do they're more kind of fluent anyway uh, let me, let me, I'll get back to it. So, uh, so gents hoist, hoist the sails, batten down the hatches. 
and other nautical terms because today we are talking about Shonen Jump's One Piece. Woo! I'm super surprised you didn't make a joke about a poop deck. I did. There's, I almost there's a lot did, of time and for then poop I forgot. Deck jokes, Todd. Yeah, I have been I have been writing these notes since about two p.m. today, so I just <laughs> didn't make it to it. That's um, fair. Because of that, because I've only watched One Piece for the last month and a half. Jesus fucking You crazy. got it. You got whoop, it. Whoop, whoop. Since I've only watched One Piece literally for the last month and a half of my life, I've asked some friends of mine to cover me for, for me for certain facets of my daily life, like work and family and whatever else, a lot of things <laughs> that don't matter. So to show them my gratitude, I've brought in Matt, Lieutenant Double Iron Fist Full Body Cole. <laughs> It's my favorite Netflix Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. I think only could be your favorite One Piece character. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone else. Uh, Kyle Gaiman, the treasure hermit Harper. And Todd Hachon, the octopus fishman Thomas. <laughs> uh, excuse me while I Google image search that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Gaiman. I love Gaiman, too. He is he, a big. He's, he's got a he big rules. what? Tree afro? Yeah, it's a tree afro. Oh. Oh, what's wrong with this character? This is Hot like is this not is as like good as this is like the fishman version of General Grievous. <laughs> yes, he actually is. He fights like General Grievous too. Uh, to join, and the three of these guys are going to join me on this high seas adventure full of fun, friendship, and crippling abandonment issues. Boy, okay. I have to see Lieutenant Double Iron Fist full body before we continue. That last sentence did not narrow down anime at all. That is that is every <laughs> single anime. No, it sure didn't. And uh, boy, howdy, if you guys like pirates and daddy issues, <laughs> you're going to love One Piece. Okay, full body looks like a Instagram influencer. Yep, full body <laughs> is. So these, these, are all, these are all kind of bit part characters. Um, we're not going to get too much into them. They're, they're not super important, but they'll, I'll, I'll mention when they appear. Um, Gaiman specifically is like a whole self-contained story that we're not going to cover today. Um, but he's a, he's a fun kind of side side romp um he's he's definitely filler episode gaiman looks like a character that mario would bump into that steals all of mario's shit and you have to spend a whole side quest getting your shit back from gaiman yeah Uh uh-huh i think that's pretty appropriate how far from the episode he's in is that uh we'll get to it okay okay so before we um before we jump in let's do the traditional flavor text thing let's go around the horn um and each person why don't you just tell me like what if any uh, visibility or experience have you had with One Piece? Um, yeah. Kyle? <laughs> um, I've been told to watch it by my brother, the sponsor of this episode, um, on more than one occasion. I know it has over, I know it recently crossed its thousandth manga issue um, yep. s- within the last month or so. And it regularly pop bubbles up into my Reddit feed, but other than that, not much. There's pirates. And there's pirates. Yep. I found out there were pirates when we watched those videos you sent. Yeah. All I, yeah. All I knew was kid with stretchy arms. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go just off of what Matt said, uh, Andrew shared with us prior to recording the intro to One Piece. So I've now watched the intro to One Piece. Um, I also knew of a pirate with stretchy arms. And what I did learn from the intro is that the power of friendship is the only (laughs) compass north you need when you're on the sea. That's right, baby. Uh, And and for what it's worth, I didn't either know much about this show until I started watching it. Um, Part of the reason. So I, I remember 
when it started getting really popular, it was around the time that Naruto was was you know the the thing, and there's there's reason why. But um, when I remember when I'd hear the show, I just always assumed it was a melodrama about a teenage girl who's like into swimming. Um, <laughs> that's just what. Oh, what, One Piece. I get yeah, it. It took me I, a minute. That was. Mm. All I right. just that was what I just assumed and and I never realized that it was about pirates or stretchy men or mutants or superpowers or anything. I know when I came would come across it on um like Toonami or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did not play up the pirates nearly enough because no. if they would have said no, they pirates didn't. at all, I probably would have watched it then. But Well, and and think about it too. I mean, this this hit early 2000s, that was like the height of pirate fever. And yeah, prime um, Pirates of the Caribbean time. So there, there's some interesting history that I want to get into before we get into the episodes. Um, so let's let's start by uh, let's talk about first the manga. So obviously, when you talk about Mon- One Piece, this is going to be similar to kind of when we talked about Studio Ghibli and uh, some of the animes that we talked about before that. You know, it, it all started as a manga. Um, One Piece appeared as part of the weekly Shonen Jump, which we've talked about before. Um, but just as a quick refresher, Shonen Jump, you know, it's it's basically like kind of like the marvel of of you know japanese manga i mean these are your your most mainstream shonen jump shonen jump is has it owns the 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 heaviest hitters dragon ball naruto Yu-Gi-Oh, hunter x hunter bleach my hero academia i mean all the biggest names in anime can be connected back to shonen jump um interestingly enough sorry to cut you off when mm -hmm? did we talk about that before probably Probably when we talked about evangelion oh oh, okay Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, got it all right cool Um, so interesting enough, uh, One Piece was, uh, so it aired, er, it was originally released in July of 1997, um, written and illustrated by Ichiro Oda and is still, who is still creating it today. So it is the same author who has been doing it for 20 plus years. Holy shit, man. It's wild. Yikes. I mean, I don't think that's, that exists in any U.S. comic, does it? I am, I am almost sure that Jack Kirby had a run that long. Okay. On one comic though. I don't know if I was going to say that's, that's, that's the key there. Yeah. One comic series. Yeah. Not one company, one comic series. I would think that Jack Kirby is the only, the only comic author I can think of that would have the possibility outside of like maybe, maybe a dark horse or an indie that I don't know about, but yeah. So one piece is, enormous i mean we we've talked about evangelion being like this huge cultural phenomenon one piece is anime i mean in when you talk about modern day current anime one piece is is considered to be it's one of the big three i mean it is spider-man it is the spider-man of anime right like the big three naruto some people would argue bleach and one piece like those are probably the heaviest hitters in in modern day anime dragon ball's not it's not really considered that's more considered classic because it's oh, like okay. post 2000s mm, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah gotcha, um, gotcha. i'm just um, saying anime words but death note mm. uh death note is never got the noriety nor and uh, the popularity of the noriety that nor noriety nor- notoriety. notoriety jesus christ <laughs> death note never got the notoriety <laughs> that's notoriety yeah because it's just because it's short it's just self-contained got it okay yeah um one piece is the best-selling manga and comic series of all time um, and that's uh, any comic series. It's sold since its original run, as of April 2020, it has sold more than 470 million copies worldwide. Wow. One Piece has, and this is, again, any comic series of all time. 
One Piece has been recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most copies published for the same comic book series by a single author. Damn. 470 million is another, that's another instance of a number that like. I can't fathom that. I can't conceptualize like how big that is, but I'm sure it's big. Like I, I would need to know like the next two to wrap my brain around that. At least to grasp how big that number is, 470 million. Uh, in 2019, there were 328 million people in the United States. So that means oh that God. means a, a copy of this for every single person and then another third get the second copy. Well, let me put it into perspective. So the so one piece is the number one on this list. Number three on this list is peanuts. Wow. wow. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Right. <laughs> What's number two? Uh, number 14, Garfield. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Number two, number two is asterisks, asterisks, which I've never heard of. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ball number five. So, Damn. Yeah. Holy smokes, that is... One Piece, One Piece is a big deal. Yeah. So naturally, the success of the manga, I mean, this was prime opportunity to adapt this incredibly, incredibly popular franchise into a series. And so... One Piece of series aired in October of 1999 in Japan. And obviously it too quickly rose to the top of the charts for top TV series, remains one of the most popular anime series to this day. Um, looking up Asterix real quick. So mm-hmm. it is a French comic that has been around for almost 70 years. Okay. Fuck. So like, there <laughs> yeah. you go. It's like if Tin Tin or Bone like yep. still put out. Yeah. Yeah, at a high volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks to be that same that same kind of energy for a French comic. Andrew, for a for a aspiring weeb, where's yeah. the best place to start watching these? If they, well, we'll get in into it. That's part of the uh, that's part of the reason why we're doing this today. And, it, and I actually had a long conversation with Derek about this. So, um, so the the trick with One Piece is that it is a very linear story. Um, it's, you know, like we use the, we use the example of the Simpsons earlier to say like, what if you just sat down and watched season one of the Simpsons, right? Like nobody needs to do that because Simpsons is formulaic. It's episodic. You don't need to do that with anime, 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 uh, with anime, like, uh, <laughs> one piece and Naruto to some degree, like Naruto has a time skip where you can kind of jump into the ship end, but you still don't really know who the characters are. That's a story for another day. Um, one piece really is, I mean, there's a time skip in one piece, but you really have to start at the beginning. And, and so what we're going to cover today is what's considered to be is the first major call it saga of one piece which is called the east blue saga and it is a series of i think like eight or so arcs um and it's really intended to introduce all of the main crew or the main cast of characters of the straw hats originally when i had planned to do this i thought we could get through the two the first two sagas which is the first 130 episodes um we're not going to do that <laughs> good lord we're going to get Thanks. through the first 70 episodes and then the part first, two. The first yeah. average run of your average American show. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the first of The Office. Right. And because that would be like doing an entire flavor text on every single episode of The Office, which is insane, we are going to talk about just the East Blue Saga. And then actually, spoiler, uh, we're going to do a part two to this because Derek paid for not one, but two <laughs> <laughs> episodes of One Piece. So... Next month, dear listeners, you're going to hear about the Alabasta Saga, which is the next set of episodes in the One Piece world. Um, so that will cover effectively the first 130 so or so episodes. Um, real quick, I, I want to talk about the English dub before we get into it. So there are actually there have actually been two different English dubs. 
Um, and, and we'll put it in the show notes, but beforehand I sent these guys, uh, links to two different, uh, two very different <laughs> one piece openings. Now the first opening that you saw is called, uh, we are, that is the official official dubbed version of the original opening. Um, that version is from the Funimation English dub, which who currently owns one piece Funimation. Again, they own Dragon Ball. Again, a huge tour de force. They own my hero academia. Big deal in, in the anime world. But actually, before 2007, there was someone else who owned One Piece, and that was 4Kids Entertainment. Man, Man, I know. I kids. remember that company. That, uh-huh. They yep. did Kirby right back at you. That they had sure the, very, like, this, yeah. the very Creole uh, King DDD. Yep. This is Saturday morning on the WB Kids 4Kids Entertainment. Hell yeah. I had a 4Kids Entertainment compilation CD. It was one of the first <laughs> CDs that like I owned. Yeah. When did Four Kids go defunct? Let's talk about Four Kids. Uh, yeah, they don't exist anymore. Believe they it. They had or a not. show called Funky Cops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I they 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 struggled. They they hung on for a while. Um, and they you know because Pokemon they were basically just a Pokemon engine, but they do not exist anymore. Look like. Um, oh, go ahead. I no, I have please. a date here that I think. Go for it. Uh, a lot of their shows ended December twenty seventh, two thousand and eight. Yeah, tracks. Let's talk a little bit about the four kids dub. Uh, so in 2004, uh, four kids saw the, the writing on the wall, saw the money that's being made that was being made over in Japan and said, we got to get this one piece over to North America, boys. And they did. And, uh, you know, uh, had they watched a single episode of one piece, they would have realized that one piece isn't really four kids. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, about pirates and, and, violence and and murder and drinking and drugs and ogling women like it's all the things pirates do all the things pirates do and it's not i mean it's no you know it's no attack on titan or cowboy bebop but it's it's not a kid's show it's no pokemon or digimon and that's as you many will remember and kirby right back at you many will remember that was (laughs) that was uh that was four kids bread and butter so what happened was four kids had this thing on their hand and they were like oh fuck we got to censor the hell out of this so uh, in 2004, what aired on originally Fox Kids and then later Toonami was a heavily edited and watered down version of One Piece. Uh, and as you would imagine, it was terrible. They, they did not use the original opening, which is, again, the aforementioned we are. Instead, they recorded a One Piece rap. Mm, is yeah, very I was going to say. Chef's kiss. That mm-hmm. did have huge four kids entertainment energy. Four yep. kids is real, real bad about not trusting um, Americans to understand anything about like Japan. Um, yep. I know like they famously, that's why every rice ball you see in Pokemon is, a jelly is called donut? a donut. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, donut. that's one of the most wow. famous. I mean, there's there's a lot. I, I, I highly implore you to, to go through YouTube and look at just like old anime censorship through four kids. For example, for One Piece, it was it was pretty notorious or pretty egregious, if you will. Um, all visible blood was removed. Two characters that are constantly seen smoking were now magically really big into lollipops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> many uh many action scenes were trimmed down or actually cut entirely uh any references to japanese food or culture was quote americanized um a la the the jelly the brock's famous jelly donut uh <laughs> any religious themes were removed um and most guns are my favorite because they're again there are it's it's armies it's pirates versus marines there are tons of guns 
um, all guns were changed to be toy water guns. What? Amazing. Wow. <laughs> It's really, it's really good, bad, and uh, of course, any uh, cleavage or any, uh, you know, female body proportions, if you will, uh, were changed, glossed over, cut, toned you know, down, all that yeah. stuff, toned sure. down. Um, interestingly enough, and again, let me be clear: for kids entertainment, they did not watch a single episode of the show before they did it. One, one thing that One Piece does, I think, is a really good part of or element of its storytelling is there are no filler characters. A lot of the characters they introduce that feel like they're one-offs actually come back. So it'd be like watching Pokemon and, you know, when they stop in the Saffron Pokemon Center and mm-hmm. they're helping out such and such girl with her, with her Chikorita, then you never see that person again. Imagine if such and such Chikorita girl came back 100 episodes later and was like, hey, remember me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm relevant now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a big, that's a one-piece thing. And uh, what happens was they started cutting all these scenes and, and removing these, like, bit-part characters to try to fun to cut down the number of the episode length. Well, these characters would come back and, and make these really important like plot points in these, in these major arcs. So they had to then like cut around and omit entire episodes to make sense because they cut these earlier scenes. Oh, and uh, so they, yeah. So they actually had to rewrite like in major plot points for like why, why the, the crew is in certain towns. They had to completely rewrite. Uh, and then, and uh, so actually uh, two years later, this eventually migrated over to Toonami. Um, it's, so some of you might remember actually seeing this on Toonami, uh, where you would have seen the, the One Piece rap. Um, but also <laughs> why, like, One Piece was never popular at this time, obviously because it was terrible, until mm-hmm. it was re-released by Funimation in 2007. So uh, the, the four kids dubbed and dub ended uh, as mysteriously as it began in 2006, uh, toward the end of, what I, of the Alabasta saga, which I mentioned we'll cover next time. Um, and the producers just made up an ending where everyone dies and drowns at sea. <laughs> so like, what? like lost. <laughs> yep. They just blow up the ship and they're like, yeah, everyone's dead. Hold a lost. Okay. Wow. Screw. Yeah. So uh, that's the four kids dub. It's gone forever. Um, you can probably find it online, but, but the, why would you, why would you, the voice acting is very bad. It's very cheap. Um, so then enter in Funimation. Funimation uh, brought it back in 2007 and uh, it's very good. I think the English dub, this is one of the best English dubs. You know, I've, I've, You've heard me say, I think the Evangelion, the new Evangelion English dub is really good. Um, so those Studio Ghibli dubs, any, any English dub with a lot of money behind it is going to be good. Similarly, like the My Hero Academia English, English dub is very good. Um, this is the Funimation people. So a lot of the voices in the Funimation dub are people from Dragon Ball, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, My Hero Academia. You know, you'll, you'll start to hear a lot of the same voices. And we'll get into some of those major characters. So, yeah, let's talk about One Piece, guys. Woo! Yeah, I'm, I'm in. So real quick, before we jump in, I just wanted let's to touch it. back on something from earlier, uh, which was Jack Kirby and if he had written on a comic for that long. And I did find an example, and I, I do think that Jack Kirby is literally the only person I can think of who did this. But he worked with Joe Simon on The Blue Beetle for 25 years wow. from wow. 1939 to 1964 when the blue cool. beetle was revamped so wow. i wonder how like frequently they were putting out issues that was like a monthly would be my guess so that's the thing is that it was it was a very regular release uh but around world war ii when there was a mm. huge crash in comics it did have a couple of gap years mm-hmm. so that 25 is probably more like 21 but sure. Yeah, 25 consecutive years working on the Blue Beetle for Jack Kirby. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, 
One Piece. So One Piece is set in a fictional world, obviously, um, that is covered marginally by these wide swaths of oceans uh, peppered with little, little small islands. So think Wind Waker, basically. Um, if you go on, so there's going to be, uh, we've got an image library, which will be in the show notes, and they are numbered accordingly. Uh, so uh, you guys go to the image library and look at image number one. Um, and that is a little example of what the world looks like. Um, again, think Wind Waker. So no mm-hmm. major land masses. It's mostly ocean. By extension, everything is, is sea travel. Um, technology is where it was around the turn of the century. Uh, so there's no such thing as air travel. It's all sea travel. But there are guns and gunpowder. So as, a, as you would imagine, piracy is king. Uh, now there are these kind of kingdoms and smaller like sovereign city-states. But there is, there is not like big countries because there's not big continents. Instead, there is one centralized government that oversees everything. And mm. it's just called the world government. Just like whatever, hand wave world Good. government. Good. Got, Got it. it. Sure. Move yeah. on. Whatever. The, the, right, exactly. The major, uh, the major arm of the world government are the Marines. Again, no particular distinction, just the Marines. Uh, Pirates on, are the natural foil to the Marines. What, Matt? Sorry. Uh, on this image that I'm looking at, this big red thing in the middle of the world is, oh, is yeah. not a landmass? Yeah, let, let's talk about that. Sorry, I, I brought that image up a little too early. Um, so the world is divided up in four quadrants, essentially. And it's divided in these, these two kind of this, like, imagine like a plus sign in the middle of the earth uh, for people mm. that can't see the images. Like a latitude and longitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, so you've got, you've got <laughs> these four quadrants that are called the east blue, the west blue, north blue, and south blue. <laughs> like hemispheres. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, now in the center, you've got the thin horizontal band. That's your equator that wraps around the entire planet. That is called the Grand Line. Okay. There are people, there are islands there, and there are people that live there. The Grand Line is the kind of the destiny, uh, is the, the ultimate journey that uh, the Straw Hat Pirates are going to take. We'll get a little bit more into the Grand Line next uh, episode. So today we're going to stick to most of just the East Blue. And that's where thing, everything starts. Cool. Um, a couple other things to note. Pirates. Uh, pirates operate outside of the law. They do not have a single morality. Pirates are not inherently good nor bad. They are just the rebels. So Marines are the man. Pirates are outside of the law. Marines versus pirates. They are the natural foil of each other. Some, some are good. Some play by their own rules. But uh, pirating in, the, in this world is, is equatable to adventuring. So if you're everybody wants every every little boy wants to grow up to be a pirate. Cool. Yeah, it's the it's the the Pokemon master, the Pokemon trainer. It's the yep. the the duelist in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like it's it's the the professions. Sh- like, Shonen yeah. Jump, y'all. I yeah. guess yep. that's what it is. <laughs> Our economy supports pirating. So all you <laughs> do economy is pirate. <laughs> Our economy is built on pirating. Uh, so this takes up to the setup um, that's shown in the intro to, to episode one, and the and then the opening that you'll see in every episode of One Piece. We enter, we introduce Gold D. Roger, who's the notorious king of the pirates. Uh, he announces to the world right before his uh, historical execution that he hid all his treasure in one place. And he says, whoever can find it and claim it will, sorry, and he says, whoever can find it can claim it as theirs and, more importantly, will become the next king of the pirates. Good. This is otherwise known as the, the, the one piece, the eponymous one piece. Oh, so it's because they misheard him. He said one place <laughs> and they, they all heard one piece and they're like, let's go to the one piece. And it's, he's the like, one, it's like the one piece of treasure. Is yeah, that the one it, piece of treasure. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. yeah. The MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin, <laughs> baby. 
the the titular one piece is the real one piece the friends we made along the way <laughs> or am i getting ahead of us <laughs> well andrew us? hasn't watched all thousand episodes i haven't watched certain? all thousand one thousand episodes uh so i mentioned there are 950 uh episodes in japan the english dub is up to about 800 or so so God yeah. damn. okay um i watched 130 of them um i don't know if i'm gonna make it to 800 uh, before there are 900 episodes, but we'll see. Um, one other thing to note, this world has superpowers. So this is also pirates, but these are also superheroes. Okay. You wouldn't have known that without watching the show, but nope. yeah, this is just another superhero show. Uh, remember how I said, like, there's a high school, there's an anime something high school for everything. This is just anime pirate high school. Nice. <laughs> All right. I don't hate that. I, it, it's really good. It's a really good show. It's it's a lot of content, but but none of it's bad. I mean, all of it's really fucking good. It's just, it is like, if you, if you go home, dear listener, I'm by <laughs> no means asking you to watch 800 episodes of One Piece, but I wholeheartedly recommend that you just watch the opening to, uh, to One Piece. It's called We Are. It is just like a warm blanket chicken soup anime goodness for your soul. Well, and um, to make it clear, it. Andrew is not asking you to watch 900 episodes. Our Patreon, Derek, <laughs> is asking you to watch 900 episodes. Yeah. I wonder, do you know anything mm-hmm. like what the, what the retention rate is? Is there like a, is there a point where people, you know, are like, okay, I've seen enough and mm-hmm. jump off? Or is it like, once you're in, you're in, baby? And you're <laughs> I've just... seen enough of pirate high school. I'm good. I don't want to call it individual people, but I will give you the context. Um, one of our, another member of hashtag Butthwomp Nation and dear friend of ours, Tommy, has seen every single episode and read every Tommy. single issue of the manga, and he does not plan <laughs> to stop anytime soon. Oh, boy. But is Tommy, is he the norm? Or is he... I... T- cut. Kyle, there's been 450 million copies of this that's, goddamn manga yeah, sold. I, right? I don't I think res- he's. I rescind my question. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's that's uncommon. Okay, it's just one of those things. Like if you started watching it, you're not. Why would you stop now? Yeah. Do you, Andrew, predict you will you will chug keep chugging through this series over time and and yeah. make it to a thousand? I don't have a good answer for you. I honestly don't know. Um, I was talking a lot to Derek about this, and and I think Derek had the best quote he said you know i really like mac and cheese (laughs) but if i had to eat mac and cheese for every meal of every day for a month and a half i probably wouldn't want to eat mac and cheese anymore um i think that's how i feel about one piece it's you know imagine just watching all of dragon ball z the the frieza saga and like while that was so much fun to watch like every day when i came home from school I also can't fathom watching 15 straight ap- episodes of Goku and Frieza just recounting their five-minute battle over and gotcha. over again. Just screaming. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's kind of where this gets into, and we'll, we'll talk about it. I think there's a lot of good writing, but there's also a lot of shonen jump-ass shit gotcha. in here. Gotcha. Okay, so real quick, let me talk about Devil Fruits. Uh, Devil Fruits are what give people in this world superpowers. Um, people are not born with them. They 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 don't acquire them. They only acquire them through eating these mysterious things called devil fruits. The it's kind of weird because like everybody knows that devil fruits exist and they know they give you powers, but there is one major trade off. Um, actually, two major trade offs. If anyone who eats a devil fruit, they one don't know what power they're gonna get. Um, so it could be like one of those things like you could control fire or you could like grow your fingers a little bit bigger and you don't really know. <laughs> um, two, two is. Uh, you can't swim. Mm. Uh, so when you eat a devil fruit, a devil fruit, the like the nature's way of balancing out is you uh, immediately sink in any body of water. 
which like again in a planet that's mostly 80 95 percent water you probably don't want that yeah um hmm. andrew in your experience watching the 100 or so episodes you consumed mm-hmm. did anyone get the superpower that they can swim same question i had the same question because <laughs> like at that point you're king you're king pirate and everyone just needs to quit and go home like like did anyone get aquaman powers yeah. from the not that fruit? i know of but there are a lot more devil fruits that i'm not aware of i'm gonna call it someone okay someone got the superpower <laughs> that they can like swim or pull a pull a jc and walk across water this is this is also a question you might not have the answer to mm-hmm. does the devil fruit determine the power or does the person determine the power the devil fruit does this is not okay <laughs> this is not some marvel bullshit agents of shield bullshit. okay so so like so like there is a devil fruit that gives you the stretchy yes. arms but yep. it's okay yep so um let's get into it uh we'll start with the first arc it's called romance dawn and this is and like again like i said earlier uh earlier we're gonna go through the entire saga that's called east blue and then next episode uh, please tune in next month and we'll go through the Alabasta saga. Um, all right. So Romance Dawn Saga. This is the first four or so episodes. So our, our pilot episode introduces us to a boy named Kobe, a wide-eyed chore boy aboard a pirate ship captained by the, uh, the, the evil Alvida, or uh, otherwise known as Iron Mace Alvida, a very full-figured woman uh, who looks like a Lady Wario uh, as captured in Image 2. She yep. does look she like Lady really Wario. Does. Yeah. If Lady Wario were a Texas oil baron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she's got a big, she got a big uh, Texas hat. Yep. Uh, so Kobe comes across a sealed barrel that's moving and jumbling all of its own. Uh, inside, uh, we meet our show's protagonist, Monkey D. Luffy, a scrawny, happy-go-lucky teenager who doesn't look more than 15. He wears a red tank top, flip-flops, and his iconic straw hat. And uh, image three... Um, everyone has seen this picture. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you know nothing of this show, you know this person. You yep. have seen Monkey D. Luffy. If you whether or not you know it. If you look at this picture with like the mm-hmm. right mindset, the uh, the little shadowing under his chin looks kind of like a really scraggly baby beard. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty he's funny. clean. Sh- he's clean shaven. Um, but one of the things that I actually really like about this show, and it's because it's from the manga, is that characters are not good looking like nobody in this show looks good like everyone looks really weird and mm-hmm. i like that a lot yeah mm-hmm. um and because like people are either like absolute squares of people like alvita or they're like super lanky and we'll see with like some of the other characters like uh, nami and sanji like people just have impossible proportions and i i that's one of my favorite parts about this about watching this show is just like everybody looks like fucking garbage and i love it <laughs> <laughs> but like in a good way you know um so let's talk a little bit about luffy luffy is our main character he's he is again shonen jump as fuck he is a cross between the blissful goofball ignorance of goku the complete narrow mindedness on one thing of Ash Ketchum and then sprinkle in a little bit or, or Naruto and sprinkle in a little bit of uh, Izuku Midoriya's self masochism. Those are char- that's a character from My Hero Academia. We have not talked about that yeah. show. I it's was going to say, show. I don't know. I needed help one. on the, on the yeah, third one. Thank yeah. you. I know. Um, so yeah, so very, he's got big Ash Ketchum energy, but like if Ash Ketchum was also like a, a very silly goofball who was also a superhero. So, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm into it. So uh, meanwhile, we hear we learn that Alvida and her gang of pirates are pretty nasty. They're the bad kind of pirates. Uh, Kobe is their prisoner. Um, there are scenes of her just whacking him with this iron mace, this spiked iron mace. Uh, Luffy is just like, okay, 
and he just goes to confront her. <laughs> now we don't know yet that Luffy is a superhero. Uh, so the big like the big reveal is that uh, Luffy uses his uh, is what he calls his gum gum powers. <laughs> Luffy is Mister Fantastic. He yeah. can stretch his arms and legs in any shape. He's he's uh, he's the gum gum or gumo gumo man um, <laughs> because he ate because he ate the uh, the gum gum devil fruit. Uh, Every so, time I look at myself in the mirror, I realize I am also the Gumo Gumo man. So, so do the different devil fruits look different? Or I think so, okay. but it's not super clear. I don't know that people know what they are until after they eat them. Sure, sure. Because I think there's okay. only one of each. Like every devil fruit is unique, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I couldn't go to a market and buy a Gumo Gumo fruit. I don't think so unless they revealed that in like later episodes but okay. as of episode 130 the answer to that question is no <laughs> when they when they meet the very opulent when they go to the very opulent island it's like oh yep. they have special yeah go ahead um so and anyone who's watched naruto will know that they do that incredible anime thing where they everyone has their own like branded moves and techniques and then they call it out before they do it so <laughs> luffy's trademark is uh he does he does gum gum and then he'll like punch, like he'll call it gum gum bazooka or gum gum pistol or gum gum insert firearm here. It's, sure. It's lovely. And then when he punches people, they go flying into outer space like Team Rocket. It's great. I love it. So let's go back to this, this little uh, pissant Kobe. Um, Kobe uh, mentions to Luffy that his dream is to be a Marine. And uh, he talks about a notori- notorious pirate hunter who's recently captured. They decide that they're going to go see him. This pirate hunter's name is Roar Nora Zoro. That is a hard name to say, so we're yeah. just going to call him Zoro, like the sure show does. Is. Yeah. Uh, so Luffy and Kobe head to the nearest Marine outpost where Kobe intends to enlist. Meanwhile, Luffy wants to get a hold of Zoro. So uh, we go to image four. That is Roar Nora Zoro, the yeah. infamous pirate hunter. Real badass, and you can see yeah. why he would be called Zoro. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the legendary um, dog from Pokemon Sword. <laughs> uh, Roar Nora Zoro is uh, a, swords, uh, a master swordsman, and he's trained in the three-sword style. <laughs> what that means is, for people listening at home that do not have access to the images, Zoro uh, has two samurai swords on either hand and has a third sword that he has in his teeth. And he actually fights all the time with three swords and he swings the third sword with his fucking jaw Great. and it's awesome oh that's stupid and i love it it's stupid good uh zoro is also the same voice of piccolo and vegeta oh oh yeah. okay nice. that feels uh, christopher, right that christopher feels sagat right. and and he's got big piccolo energy uh, he's also the voice of all might for those of you that have seen uh, my hero academia um christopher sagat excellent voice actor so um so leafy meets zoro zoro is all tied up in the center of town uh, Luffy decides that he wants Zoro to be on his crew and uh, neg- tries to negotiate with the Marines. Uh, this is where we meet two of the uh, more infamous Marines that we're going to meet again later. Uh, Captain Morgan and his son Helmeppo, which are uh, images five, six, and seven. Um, Helmeppo? They, <laughs> <laughs> they are both absolute pieces of shit. Um, Helmeppo Whoa, is supposed to be... he has an axe for a hand. <laughs> um, Helmeppo looks like Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> Only like a pirate. So Helmeppo is supposed to be Captain Morgan's son, despite the fact that Helmeppo looks like he's 47. <laughs> and he has a butt chin. He has an incredible ball chin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A butt, he has a ball chin. But Captain Morgan looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Captain Morgan has an axe hand. Uh, so this is where we start to realize that like, oh, maybe the Marines aren't like all super legit. 
because Captain Morgan is just like a fucking sadist. Yeah. Um, so Luffy is able to reclaim all the swords that were taken, uh, but he finds three of them. And he asks Zoro which one is his, and Zoro says all of them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, this is, and this is where we, we were first introduced to Zoro's three-sword style. Luffy and Zoro then uh, find out that Morgan has been, you know, just low-key bleeding this town dry. So they beat him up and chase him and Helmuppo out of town, much to the town's chagrin. So again, this is where we learn, again, Marines are just their own faction. They are not the police. They are just their own faction with their own desires and, and goals. And pirates, pirates are the opposite, the absolute foil of Marines. Gotcha. Luffy and Zoro, uh, kind of at the, the end of all of this, they fake getting caught by Kobe so that they can kind of sever their ties. Remember I said Kobe wants to enlist in the Marines. Mm. So mm. Luffy has this kind of big plan. Like he's going to pretend like they're getting caught. And so they, he can show that Kobe has no actual ties to them. But in the end, they dip out because they're way better and, you know, way right. better at being pirates than the others are being Marines. Sure, of course. So we've got so our crew is now up to two. We've got Luffy and Zoro. Um, we're gonna we finish this first kind of mini arc uh, by getting Luffy's backstory because right now we don't really know anything about Luffy and except for he is the Gumo Gumo man. <laughs> he got them stretchy boy arms. <laughs> uh, so Luffy grew up in a small town and he uh, he idolized the pirates that would hang out in the local bar. Um, one thing that you're gonna see a lot is there are no parents in One Piece. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> just like much like Pokemon and Naruto. Nobody has a dad. Nobody has a mom. Everyone has surrogate dads and moms that they uh, vow they're going to follow their dreams, yada, yada, yada. Whatever. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> whatever. Love it. Yep. So Luffy's just hanging out as a little boy, hanging out with all these, with all these grown men, grown-ass pirates in the bar. Um, one day, uh, well, actually, I should say, this group in particular that he hangs around with is, is led by Red-Haired Shanks, which is everyone's dad, uh, <laughs> who is just a fucking cool-as-shit guy. He is like the guy that everybody worked like idealized in the, when they had their first paid job. You know, like it was like that cool guy that you were like, I want to be like that guy, even though you learned that like that dude was 24 and sleeping with high school kids. But at the time, yeah. you thought that guy was the fucking super shit. rad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you look at image eight, that is red haired Shanks. Uh, he leads the red hair pirates. He's got big tuxedo mask energy to me. Yeah, he's he's a little tuxedo mask. He he is pe people like red haired Shanks. He is like he is like surrogate dad. So I mean, gotcha. I, that's that that's that that comparison is is totally fair. Um, so they're hang they're all hanging out one day, and uh, this bandit comes and uh, bandit comes into the bar and starts tries to start a fight with the pirates. And Shanks isn't really having any of it because Shanks just wants to hang out and drink. Um, Luffy is a little kid. He's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of you know little pissant kid machismo. Uh, he gets upset with Shanks for not defending his honor, and he, uh, as kind of in a huffy, uh, in, in a huff, in a huff, in a huff, he eats a, a fruit in Shanks' bag. That'll show you in a huffy. Yeah, uh, he's riding a bike. He's riding riding a huffy. Um, Shanks freaks out like, "What the fuck, man? Now you have devil fruit powers." <laughs> he's like, "Oh no! <laughs> oh dang! Yeah, oh, the no, plot no, that I fell into." Exactly. Uh, it's it's kind of it's a fun it's a cute and fun scene because like Luffy is just kind of sitting there at the bar and then his arm starts to droop to the floor. <laughs> he's like, oh no. <laughs> um, but like Luffy doesn't give a shit about anything. So he's like, oh, I guess I'm the gum gum man now. Um, and he does, doesn't give a shit that he can never swim or anything or be like a normal human boy. But like, whatever. Sure. Um, he's the so gum gum man though. Like, he's a gum gum it's a man. Fair, it's a fair trade off. Yeah. Um, so later Luffy tries to pick a fight with that same bandit and, uh, and obviously like gets his shit wrecked. 
and that Bandem throws him into the sea. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Seems like an immediate issue now. Yeah. yeah, and Luffy doesn't realize he, he can't swim anymore, so he just starts to sink and uh, gets attacked by like a, like a shark or a monster or something. I can't remember. Anyway, Shanks comes and saves the day, uh, saves Luffy from drowning, um, and saves him by... He, like comes in like comes in between him and the monster and actually gets his arm bitten the fuck off. Whoa. Oh, oh that would be yeah. why his arm isn't in this picture. Yep. He only has one arm. So uh so Shanks and Luffy kind of have this like weird history where Shanks saved his life. And uh and the this whole backstory ends with um Shanks and the crew leaving Luffy's island forever. Um but Luffy promising Shanks someday he's gonna make him proud and be the next king of the pirates. And uh in a in a real cool surrogate dad ass move, Shanks gives him the iconic straw hat that he wears every day. Wait, did did Luffy leave the island, promising Shanks, or did Shanks leave? The Shanks island? left Luffy's island, and when uh, when he was uh, while he was leaving, Luffy promised him that okay. as he was leaving. Gotcha. Got it. Gotcha. Does Shanks has Shanks consumed the devil fruit? So we don't know much about Shanks um, other gotcha. than what I've given. Uh, even to this day, like as of the last episode that I've, I've seen, we don't know the whereabouts of Shanks and his crew. Gotcha. I bet he comes back. I imagine he comes back, but he has not yet. He's got big Ryan Reynolds in waiting energy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. He is yeah. Ryan Reynolds in waiting 100%. <laughs> okay. So let's go to the next major arc. This is Orangetown. Uh, so we're back in the present. We've got Luffy and Zoro. Um, they're just kind of like traveling. A lot of this is, you know, you guys have seen Pokemon. A lot of the story, a lot of the individual stories in this show definitely feel like Ash and Misty and Brock wind up in Saffron City and they yeah. encounter this person. And they got to do a thing. And yep. they got to do a thing. A lot of One Piece is is just kind of delighting in side stories, not side, but like self-contained stories. Yeah. So while while um, East Blue is definitely setting up a lot of the main cast, there still are a lot of these like in these kind of isolated side stories. We're not going to get so much into that. You don't really need to know about the mayor of this town who was who, who is also has a dog who the dog is in, in a Futurama moment. The dog's like owner was abandoned him. And also there's a lion man. It doesn't matter. It, it may matter in episode 734. It might though. matter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 735. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll just, I'll call out the, the major, the major plot points here. Um, a lot of also, there's a lot of contrived reasons why they end up in towns. Like Luffy's whole thing is he likes food and he is an idiot and he doesn't, you know, he always lives in the moment. He is wait He is, he is, way stronger than he deserves to be and and also like doesn't give a shit about him him or you know his safety like he's a just common, completely a common trait of all shonen jump protagonists exactly he is yeah. pure id he is he is only id so he'll do this he'll, he'll do these things where he'll like see a bird and just like go like slingshot his arms to catch the bird and then the bird is actually an eagle and then the like pecks at his arm and then he like loses grip and then accidentally gets slingshot into another island <laughs> <laughs> nice yep so that's how they get into orange town it doesn't matter let's move on <laughs> <laughs> they meet an orange-haired girl named nami uh who we've actually seen in past episodes there's like kind of nods in between scenes in, in earlier episodes but we don't know who this person is yet so nami uh, is a thief and upon finding out they're pirates she tries to rob luffy and zoro uh to collect money from just so happens to be another band of pirates um near town um, however, her conscience catches up to her. Uh, so image nine is Nami. She's obviously an important character. 
I'm getting big Misty vibes from yep. Nami. Yeah, this she's your Misty. Here. She's yeah. your waifu. This is your your Misty, your Bulma, your Ochaku, or Chaco, uh, your Sakura, however you want to spin it. That all tracks. Your, your, your girlfriend character. Can I ask a question that I feel like we might have glazed over um, that sure. I'm confused about? So Zoro was like the pirate hunter. Yes. And then Scrappy Straw Hat Kid was like, <laughs> hey, pirate hunter, what if you pirate? And Zoro was down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, so Zoro. So each of the characters in the Straw Hat Pirates, we actually don't get a lot about Zoro when we first meet him. It's just kind of like he's just kind of this weird dude along with the ride. And he's just like this this 30 year old band hanging out with a teenager. And it's fine. OK. Is it just more of a like you free me? I'll I'll join your your side kind of thing. Like he doesn't really care about the the allegiance. He just wants to be on the seas. It's a really good swords. question. There, there is a reason. I mean, part of it is, you know, Luffy, Luffy has this like Luffy has big protagonist in a JRPG energy where people just like naturally, mm-hmm. naturally like attach onto him. I like the because cut of, of his plot. jib. Yeah, yeah, he just <laughs> because nails of his, every because charisma role. Exactly, exactly. He's he's a big silent protagonist, and and actually watching One Piece is like playing a JRPG where you're kind of going and East blue is literally like we're going through and we're getting all the party members. Mm-hmm. Right. So like Zoro okay. is our first party member and uh, each one of them, like a Brock, each one of these characters has like their thing. So Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates. Zoro wants to be the greatest swordsman mm-hmm. and Zoro sees Luffy's strength and says, that's a person I want to follow. And he's just like, yeah, fuck pirate hunting. Cause he's just doing it for money anyway. He's just kept collecting bounties. Sure. And, and, yeah. in, and again, in this world, it's- like, you can it's either a be means a, to an end. He, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this world, like it's like Pokemon, you can either be a Marine or a pirate or you could be fucking poor. So <laughs> do you want <laughs> yeah. to be a Marine or a pirate? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> you can be are a, you a po- slimy Pokemon villager. hunter or do you work for Team Rocket? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you are the 1% in healthcare, which uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> otherwise, you're otherwise you are a mom. Like that's those are your options for professions in these worlds. So so yeah, I mean it's it's not super clear yet like what what's kind of Zoro's being driven by, but right now it's like, oh that's a strong dude. He seems legit. Let's go. Let's fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the other band of pirates that I mentioned is led by none other than Buggy the Clown. <laughs> who are who you'll see in image 10. Oh, he's my favorite character. Yeah, Buggy, <laughs> Buggy the Clown. Buggy the Clown is real fun. What's and, uh, happening? Can I can yeah. I put something out into the universe? Um, yeah, Buggy the Clown is to pirates as Roxo the Clown is to Death Clock. That is what <laughs> yeah. that is what Buggy the Clown is. <laughs> yep, yep. That's Buggy uh-huh. the Clown, baby. Buggy the Clown is so good. Is like the other, it's the other image from this show I know, or mm-hmm. this manga okay. show I know. Like, I know Luffy and I know Buggy the Clown. He, I mean, Buggy's, Buggy's fun because Buggy is like one of the first nods that we were like, oh, <laughs> okay. We're doing weird stuff here. <laughs> we're doing weird stuff here. Um, so Buggy the Clown and his, and his Can band Can I predict of- his, does he have a similar arc to Piccolo where he's like the bad guy and then he gets his no. ass kicked and then no, he's he on just the- sucks. Okay. <laughs> he's <Okay>. just <laughs> shitty. Uh, no, unfortunately he's just shitty, but uh, there is a fun filler arc with Buggy the Clown, which we can get into later. So Buggy the Clown, uh, what's really fun about him is his, every, all the pirates have pirate insignias because obviously they do. And his little like skull and crossbones has a clown nose. (laughs) For sure it does. It's so good. Oh Um, no. So uh, Buggy also has a pet lion because why not? Yep. Um, Whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, but most important thing about Buggy is that he is the first that we encounter without outside of Luffy that has devil fruit powers. Uh, so now, mm-hmm, so now we learn that like, oh, this is not just Luffy. This is like a thing. So what happens is they're fighting Zoro and, and Buggy are fighting and Zoro just like slices clean through like his chest or something. And what happens is he kind of just like falls into two layers. Like think about like a cake, like a layer cake. He just kind of like flops down on the ground and he's like, um, so Buggy has the chop chop powers because he ate the chop chop fruit and Buggy's no. body can just be chopped and then he can kind of just like reabsorb back into back into himself. So like Piccolo, <laughs> he yeah, can uh-huh. reform. <laughs> yeah. So you're not wrong. He yeah. just doesn't have a character arc like Piccolo. Gotcha. He's, he's the gotcha. T-1000 villain. Yep. So, uh, so Luffy and Zoro, uh, team up with Nami to take down Buggy and they save the town uh, from Buggy and his rampaging lion. Um, Nami, then, Nami's whole thing is she is a navigator. So she knows maps and she's like, where are you guys going? And they're like, no. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she's like, well, I can, I can help you um, find the grand line. So again, so just to recap, Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates. The way to become the king of the pirates is to find the one piece. The one piece is in the grand line. So Luffy's ultimate goal is to find the Grand Line. But he's like, I don't know. So uh, Nami, <laughs> Nami says, I can help you at a price. Uh, so Nami uh. temporarily joins the crew as the navigator. Gotcha. All right. Next arc, Serp Village. Also, these town names are excellent. Serp Village. These are, these are Pokemon-ass yep. town names. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you, dear listeners, who can't cut through andrew's pittsburgh accent it is syrup village (laughs) (laughs) not just serp village village. village. yeah i i actually did not catch it was syrup village until Mm. i looked at the notes thank you thank you for translating matt serp the crew then winds up in maple maple juice village and uh they meet meet, maple uh, juice is the most perverted way to describe (laughs) syrup ever We meet, we meet our fourth party member, Usopp, uh, which you'll see in image 11. Uh, Usopp is, let's be honest, Usopp is the fucking piece of shit of the group. He's, nice. the, he's the beta. <laughs> the beta cuck boy. He's the beta cuck boy. Yeah. I don't love Usopp. I, Usopp is the, he's the, com- the comedic value. He's the Michelangelo of the group. He is also the voice of Krillin. And he oh. is also Krillin. Gotcha. I was going to oh, say, is he it. Krillin? And- he's Krillin. And, and it's so much so because that is the voice of Krillin. Uh, he's Krillin with hair. Um, he's the coward. He's the one who's going to be like, no, guys. Ah. He's the, the Shaggy of the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for Shaggy is likable. I don't, I don't think Usopp has any redeeming qualities. Um, you still, like, he's good enough that you root for him. He's, he's, part, of the, he's part of the team. Anyway... Uh, this this arc's all about Usopp. So we get some of Usopp's backstory. Usopp's whole thing is that he's a liar. Like that's like his personality. Like he tells people, "I'm a liar." Um, that's his <laughs> thing, man. Like, and our Love first introduction guy. to right, our first introduction to Usopp is him running up and down the the uh like the roads, yelling at people, "There are pirates! There are pirates!" Um, he's just kind of like he's just kind of like kind of just like a shitty person he just sucks he (laughs) He just just sucks sucks. he just kind of sucks but we get we get Usopp's backstory uh so Usopp's father left his family to become a pirate which is also kind of a shitty thing to do Usopp was this never like he never kind of grew out of him being a kid or himself being a kid so he like 
his father leaving kind of stunted him forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Usopp's like idealizes his father. Like his whole his whole thing is he wants to be like a great and brave pirate to like his father was one day. But like you see these really sad scenes of his uh, him talking to his mom is like, yeah, dad's coming back. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, oh, so he's um, he's Ricky Bobby. It's the yeah, Ricky Bobby story. Yeah, arc. a little bit. Yeah. Um, Usopp was this, you know, this really lonely kid. He wasn't really good at anything. And, and again, like he developed this reputation for for being a storyteller. AKA a liar. Um, and he would just kind of like, he's the boy who cried wolf. Right. Um, but you know, he's a soft side. He's, he's our, he's our character. He's our boy. We're supposed to like him. He does. He does have a soft side. Um, so he is friends with a wealthy bedridden girl whose name is Kaya. Um, so Kaya, like she is, she lives in this mansion. She's kind of like a shut in, you know, she can't go Mm -hmm. outside, whatever. So, um, he will show up outside of her window and he'll tell her stories and, you know, cheer her up and make her feel, you know, making things, make things up on the spot and be like, Captain Usopp and his band of pirates. That's how he talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we know why she's bedridden? Does it matter? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't Got matter. It. Um, interesting point, though. So Usopp's father was actually, his name is Yasop, fucking whatever. Um, his father <laughs> was in, his father was in Shank's crew. So, oh. yeah. So Luffy actually met Usopp's father. Nice. All right. We find out later. So going back to Usopp and Kaya, uh, we learn that Kaya's butler is actually revealed to be Captain Kuro, who is a pirate in hiding. He's been he's been waiting on Kaya hand and foot, waiting for for years, waiting for the right moment to strike and steal her fortune. Of course, oh. he is. then he is truly the beta <laughs> cuck boy. <laughs> uh, so Usopp overhears this one day and he tries to warn everybody. But of course, nobody believes him because he's a liar. So. Uh, Enter in Luffy and gang who, uh, who run into Usopp. Um, Usopp helps, asks them for help, and they agree to fight Captain Kuro. Um, so with Usopp's help, they beat Kuro. So Usopp's whole thing is, again, he's not like a fighter. He's not like Zoro where he uses weapons. He's not like Luffy where he has superpowers. He's like the, he's like the schemer of the group. He's the trickster. You know, so like if this were he's the, the Joey Wheeler, yeah, he's the Joey Wheeler. If, if, if this were a JRPG, he'd be the guy that has all the items. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So like I said, Usopp's whole thing is he wants to be a great, a, a great and powerful adventurer, uh, a brave, a brave pirate, a brave warrior, just like his father. So he agrees. He basically begs to, to join the crew. And uh, he is our fourth party member. So we're up to four now. More importantly. When the gang uh, uh, saves Kaya, basically, um, she gives them their ship, which will ultimately become their pirate ship, called the Going Mary, which is Image 12. And uh, now this is the official official forming of the Straw Hat Pirates. All right. And uh, for those of you not looking at the image library, the Going Mary is a pirate-ass pirate ship. Um, but the that's when they build the insignia for the Straw Hat Pirates, which is a, a very cutesy, smiling skull and crossbones, but with like open teeth, an uh, open teeth smile and a straw hat. It's yeah, very, it's a very grinning, cute. a grinning Jolly Roger with a small straw hat. It's, it's very got uh, it's got like big papyrus energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Andrew, I have a and you can tell me we'll get to it. If is is our is our pirate party rounded out? We've got is, a few are more. pirate parties. Are pirate parties four, or are they? They're more. We've than got that. so we're going to end our party with five today. But there's actually a new party member next month, who Ooh. is one of my personal favorites. All right, mm-hmm. continue. I've got to tell you, 
I have been looking exclusively at Buggy the Clown gifts for the past five <laughs> minutes. So and let me actually. He's heard half of what you said since you, well, since we brought up Buggy the Clown. So he's yeah. been looking at gifts. There, there is an epilogue for Buggy gets an epilogue. Actually, we'll see Buggy again. Yeah. But um, there was some. So let's talk a little bit about filler content. I think this is actually a good point to talk about that. Um, <clears throat> is so this a good point seen, to add filler to our own flavor text, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyone who's seen shows like Naruto or Avatar is really notorious for this, knows what filler content is. And, and this is really common with shows like Shonen Jump shows because they are based on manga. With, with One Piece, they tried really hard to, to make this stick as close to the manga as possible. And, there are, and, and it's, it's actually a little more clear in the show. Like if you go, um, I will post the, the One Piece wiki is fantastic. And there's actually a rundown of like, what arcs are canon and what aren't. And in the show, there are actually full arcs that are just considered to be quote unquote filler. Oh, and nice. one of the first filler arcs, and we're not going to talk about the filler arcs today because quite frankly, they're not very good. Um, mm. I wouldn't recommend watching them. So if you're going to watch this and, and go through the East Blue Saga, only watch the episodes that I talk about. Um, with the exception, you've got to watch the, the Treasure Man episode, the Guy Min Treasure Man episode. That one's very good. Um, <laughs> But there is a fun little filler arc. Uh, it's like just Buggy the Clown's crew, Buggy the Clown's crew, crew's adventures. So after uh, Buggy gets chopped up to like little bits and pieces, he's just like, there's a whole couple episodes of him like at sea, just kind of like floating like little bitty pieces of Buggy. And there's like a, a whole episode of him with he's just a head on top of two feet and he nice. kind of waddles around. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> And he's like trying to find the rest of his body. It's very stupid, but it's very funny. I was I was gonna ask what the logistics were, the mechanics of Buggy the Clown when separated from uh, appendages. It's kind of like an Odysseus's ship thing, like where like what parts where does Buggy's old body end and his new body begin, and like mm-hmm. what parts of Buggy are actually Buggy's body and what aren't. Yeah, this whole thing. Anyway, uh, okay, so we've got two major arcs left. I think these are probably still my two favorite arcs that I've seen to date. This is this is specifically like the these set of episodes. This is where I was like, okay, I'm in. Until this point, like the show is just very fun and silly and kind of like doesn't you know whatever. But like I think there's some really good storytelling when it comes to um, this this next arc, Bratier, and then the following one, which is Arlong Park. Which these are also like people love these. These are these are very notorious. This is like the 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 cream of the crop when it comes to classic One Piece. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about Bratier. So um, we're gonna start. Uh, so. Again, there's all these little interludes where they're like, we need a blank. And so now they have they have a they have a captain, they have they've got a, an enforcer, they've got a navigator, they've got an Usopp. <laughs> Luffy's Luffy, like I said, Luffy's whole like his one and only goal is king of the pirates, but then his second goal is to eat food. Um so Luffy's he's always hungry, right? He's always, I'm hungry. Um so he wants a chef. Uh so they decide that they're gonna head to Baratier, which is the East Blues most premier restaurant. That is also conveniently a big pirate ship, as you will sure see in is. Image 13. Perfect. Um, Baratier is run by this brick shit house of a dude named Zeph. Uh, one-legged Zeph, or peg-legged Zeph, uh, who you'll see in Image 14. Um, so peg-legged Zeph, or, or prior, <laughs> previously known as red-legged Zeph, uh, <laughs> runs, uh, he runs a crew, uh, or kitchen crew, of chefs that are all ex-pirates. He's got and a big Doug dome hat. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this arc, and I love this crew of pirates. Uh, Zeph, Zeph fucking rules. 
uh, as one of so we we are introduced to the Bratier's whole crew. Um, we also see one, their most indignant sous chef, Sanji, uh, a blonde young man who is hornier than a than Brock in a room full of Officer Jennies. Uh, <laughs> oh, who you no. see in Image Fifteen. Um, yeah, Sanji is a thirsty, thirsty boy. I like Sanji a lot. I think Sanji is an excellent character. Uh, his whole deal is. He he always has a cigarette in his mouth, and the cigarette is always drooping like it's wet. It's never lit. It's always smoking. But like, but it's just it's so I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Sanji is an expert cook. He also is a kicker because, of course, and he does like breakdance fighting. <laughs> good. This is really good. So this is where uh, the this is where the storytelling, I think, definitely like they take it up a notch. So let's talk a little bit about Sanji's backstory. Now, again, like we're going to start getting all the backstories of our main characters. We've got Luffy and Usopp. But we haven't really heard much about the other three yet. So Sanji and Jeff actually, er, Zeff, excuse me, not Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling this a little bit out of order. And it's, it, there's a lot of things that are happening at the same time. Um, so I'll, I'll start with Sanji's backstory. Sanji and Je- Zeff go way back. Um, so Sanji was actually living on another restaurant ship because there are apparently more of these restaurant ships uh, when he was way younger, like eight years old. And that ship was attacked by pirates. Those pirates were, le- were led by a then two-legged Zeph, um, who was known as Red Leg Zeph. He was, uh, ironically enough, leading, leading the Cook Pirates. They were the Cook Pirates. Good. It's because all, of course the storyline all just lines up real nice. Yep. yep. So uh, during, during the attack, though, a massive storm came in and obliterated both pirate ships. Um, Zeph regained consciousness underwater and in a moment of empathy, saw a young Sanji drowning and actually dove in deeper to rescue him and uh, emerged. And they, they kind of washed up on this, this tiny, tiny micro island that is like no more than 20, 25 feet big. Um, well, it's also revealed that Zeph, in order to save Sanji, he uh, cut off his own leg. He got trapped in between some like some sinking pirate ship, whatever metal. In a, and, uh, in a 127 hours situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his leg got stuck. He had to cut off his own leg. So we see them, uh, Zeph and Sanji, the only survivors of this crash. They wash up on this tiny deserted island. Sanji wakes up and Zeph is already there and he's got this big bag. And he says, basically, you and I are the only survivors. What we need to do now is we need to eat as little as possible to survive. And basically, we're going to sit here and we're going to look for a ship to try to rescue us. And Sanji is just like a, a you know, pissant eight-year-old. And he's like, shut up, fuck you, I hate you, babe. You know, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know things that all normal eight-year-olds say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so Zeph hands Sanji a bag and tells him this is one, a third of the rations that made it in the crash. And I have the other two-thirds because I'm bigger and I need more food than you. And mm. tough, so be it. And Sanji's like, yeah, fuck you, I hate you, whatever. <laughs> um. So the two of them, so Sanji like basically pouted and went to the other island, the other side of the island, which again, like it's 20 feet. So they're just sitting opposite each other, just watching the water to see if they can see a ship. Uh, they say nothing. Weeks pass by. The two and the two are just wasted away to, to basically nothing. Um, I have an image here in, as image 16. You can see a little bit what they look like. It's, it's pretty grim. I mean, again, this show is not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the big reveal here is um, this whole time, Sanji was kind of rationing off his food, and he obviously like 
ran out of food because he's a little kid. And he kept asking, he kept trying to get the food from Zeph and Zeph, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't share his food. And Sanji got all indignant about it. Well, the big reveal is that the bag of food that Zeph had was one was still full Two, It wasn't food at all. It was gold. It was all the treasure from the ship that now is meaningless. So what Zeph did was he lied to Sanji and gave him all his food so that Sanji would live. Um, oh, oh, so, yeah, he's got a heart so it's, of gold. Yeah, he's got a heart of gold, and even though he, you know, <laughs> and a bag yeah. of gold, yeah, mm-hmm. and a bag of gold. Um, Zeph was passed out from uh, from exhaustion and from starvation. Uh, fortunately, though, uh, Sanji was able to flag down a ship um, in his like last moments, and uh, they're both rescued. And Zeph's life, like long life, lifelong dream was to run a kitchen. So. Sanji, again, ding, surrogate fathers. Uh, (laughs) Sanji and his surrogate father figure, Zeph, uh, started this kitchen, Bratier, and it was the whole thing was it was going to be like a refuge for ex-pirates. Nice. So we flash forward to the present when a piece of shit hungry Luffy fucking slingshots and crashes his way (laughs) through the roof of the Bratier. It is a theme, you're right. (laughs) It's a theme. And just lands in Zeph's office, and he's like, in true Luffy form, uh, I'm sorry. And it's just kind of like, what do you want to do now? Do you have any food? Because <laughs> he's like an idiot. Um, so <laughs> Luffy, Luffy agrees to be a chore boy for the Bratier in order to pay for the damages. As you would imagine, he's not a very good employee because uh, he gets bored very easily. So meanwhile, so again, like I said, a lot of things are going on at the same time. The rest of the Straw Hats, uh, they encounter... Uh, these two guys that say they used to uh, ride with um, Zoro in his pirate hunting days. There's not a lot with these guys. I don't even have these guys written in my notes because they're kind of they're kind of pointless. But what happens is um, some stuff happens, and and again, everyone's got doing their own thing. They are left alone with just Nami, and we find that Nami actually uh, betrays them, uh, pushes them overboard, and steals the Going Mary. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and we don't really know why. Yeah, so these two dudes, like, so what happens is Zoro and Usopp, um, meanwhile, uh, encounter this this other guy um, named Mihawk, um, which is image 17. Um, So this guy, uh, (laughs) Drekul Mihawk, is uh, one of the, they call the Seven Warlords of the Sea. Now, the Seven Warlords of the Sea aren't super important right now. They will be in the next episode. Basically, all you need to know about them is they are a series of government-sanctioned pirates. They kind of act as like the government's black ops, more or less. They're the boys. They're the boys. Yep. Uh, they're the yeah. They're the Suicide Squad. So uh, Mihawk <laughs> is hunting down this band of pirates called the Don Don Krieg and the Don Krieg Pirates, um, or the Krieg, <laughs> the Krieg Pirates, whatever you want to call them. What I know a that good sounded band. like a local. I yeah, sounded like a sounded local like band. A local band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got um big Donny Iris. Or uh, Joe Don, and the House Don Krieg and the Don Krieg Pirates. Don <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Krieg. Oh, that was very much for you and me, but it was very good. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, so these guys they're off doing the so uh, fuck. It's hard to it's hard to tell the story because everything's happening at the same time. Um. So Mihawk finds uh, Zoro and Usopp, and they find out about there he's chasing Don Krieg, whatever Don Krieg. <laughs> Zoro knows of Mihawk and knows that he is this like master, master, notorious, like world, world renowned swordsman. Zoro uh, immediately challenges Mihawk to a duel Good. and just gets his shit wrecked. 
like yeah. like Zoro has his pl- his platoon moment where he's like on his knees and is he's t posing <laughs> out, and you just see this like giant gash of blood as Mihawk just like vertical slices down Zoro's chest, like he almost fucking dies, and Mihawk just like good says that he spares his life because he's so quote impressed with his courage, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, all right, sure. And then meanwhile, all this is happening, those two dudes that used to roll with Zoro just like wash up and they're like, Nami took the ship, what the fuck? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so everyone's like, we got to find Luffy, who is at the Baratier as a chore boy. Good. So back at the Baratier, they are attacked by, you guessed it, another band of pirates. More pirates. More pirates. Pirates on pirates on pirates. This is what we heard about the Don Krieg gang, the, the Krieg pirates. The Don Krieg pirates. Don Krieg the Don, and the, the Don, Don Krieg pirates. The Donnie Krieg. The Donnie Krieg. The Donnie Kriegs. Uh, Don Krieg and the Krieg pirates are one of the most feared pirate crews in all of the East Blue. Um, you'll see in images 17 and 18, uh, this is Don Krieg. And oh. that is Don Krieg with guns. <laughs> and that is Don Krieg with a gun. Now, Don Krieg's saying he doesn't have devil fruit powers like Buggy. Um, he, he, all he is is just a mean old pirate boss, but he does have a metallic suit that morphs into a mech armor that's mounted with several <laughs> cannons. Good. Cause if you're not going to have superpowers, you should have mm-hmm. a mech. Yep. Yeah. So this whole time Luffy has decided that Sanji is going to join his crew and be his, uh, his chef. And Luffy has this thing, like when he decides that someone's going to join their crew, he doesn't ask. He just is like, Hey, you're on my crew now. So he decided that Sanji was going to join the crew and Sanji isn't doesn't want to because he, you know, we already have learned through his backstory that he feels like he needs to be here with Zeph. He owes them something. And, you know, Luffy conti- consists and consistently asks and asks and asks. And eventually, once uh, the Krieg pirates attack, says, Sanji, if I beat up these pirates, you're going to join my crew. And Sanji's like, OK, well, whatever. <laughs> so uh, Luffy takes on Don Krieg. Um, we also see Sanji fight, and like I said earlier, Sanji is a breakdance fighter. He's kind of like Eddie Goro from Tekken, where he just like <laughs> right. dances around. Yeah, he's I, I I fucking love Sanji. I think he's like all the like all the like really gross kind of pervert shit aside. I think Sanji's really fun because uh, he's a kicker and he only kicks. So like <laughs> good and and like I said before, um, this show and manga do a really good job of not making anybody look like good you know everybody kind of looks kind of slopping slovenly mm-hmm. yeah and so um sanji always looks like he always has stubble but they always draw a little like curly cue on his chin to be like one <laughs> chin hair which i really like and he's also like sanji's drawn really lanky so like anytime sanji is fighting his legs look like they're like four feet long and yeah. then they extend to like eight feet you know um you can see it actually in the opening he does like a cool break dance fight uh yeah in the opening. anyway that's sanji so Sanji and Luffy take down Don Krieg and the Don Krieg Pirates, the Don Krieg Pirates. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sanji agrees to, to join Luffy. Um, real quick, I just want to quick mention. Uh, remember I said like way back, there's a lot of Shonen Jump ass things that happen. Yeah. This is where, where like fights stop being one episode and start being 10 episodes. Oh, uh, got it. And, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I, again, I think the storytelling is really good, but, but this show does tend to lose me in these like big fight scenes because it's, it's the Dragon Ball Z thing where it's like, you got to do the opening and then last time on, and then each character has to reflect on what's all, everything that's happened to, to you know, so to culminate like in this three moment. minutes of new plot happen per Yeah. Yeah. And it, some again, like episodes. Naruto does it, Bleach does it, they all do it. It's just, it's, it's really tired. And, and I know for a fact that One Piece doesn't do that as much anymore. But going back to something Kyle asked earlier, like, should I watch the show from the beginning? You kind of have to. You have to 
watch it. It's like playing old Final Fantasy or other JRPGs. Like the the medium is better. Like the medium has evolved, so you have to take it as it was when it came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. And that's just how anime was at the time. Mm-hmm. That was exactly what stopped me from getting as into Dragon Ball as all of my other friends did. Because I was yeah. really, I tried really hard in like middle school to get into Dragon Ball because all of my friends were. And I just, I couldn't yeah. watch Frieza and Goku fight for six months I to try and, and follow and, that. And it's like American TV too, right? Because we just, we consume media different now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, it would be different if you were watching one episode a week, right? Because it's like, oh, what happened? That was important. Yep. That wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. yep. it's just, it's just, we don't watch TV like that anymore. It's just so writing has changed anyway so that's baratier um the it ends with sanji joining the crew we've got our fifth party member we've got a we've got we've got the 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 crew is complete except oh fuck where's nami and the rest and the ship so we have to go chase find nami and that so when i remember i said nami temporarily joins the crew so the next major arc is called arlong park it is effectively the end of east blue arlong park is I still think to this day considered to be some of the best writing in One Piece. Um, it is absolutely loved. Like some of the the scenes there, specifically Nami's backstory, like people talk about it. Like when uh, when I was watching this, our, our friend Tommy, who I mentioned earlier, was texting me the whole time. Let me know when you get to Arlong Park. Let me know when you get to Arlong Park. Huh. You know, it, it's 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 a it's a really good uh, series of episodes. Um, real quick though, there is a little bit of an interlude. Uh, so. During the Baratier arc, we get an episode about Zoro's backstory. So we're going to cover that. Um, before we talk about Zoro's backstory, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, listen, you know as well as we do, one day Nintendo is going to come knocking and tell us to stop using the Wii Shop music or they're going to sue the underwear off us. So instead of that, today I'm going to read you terrible gaming jokes I found on the internet for the next 60 seconds. I have not pre-read any of these. Let's see how it goes. What game do you play after eating Taco Bell? Fortnite. I asked my dad why a grown man would play Pokemon Go. He said, why not? How do you cure hunger in Minecraft? Three square meals. What does Sonic use to knock on a door? Knuckles. How do you get a Bulbasaur on a bus? You poke him out. What did Princess Zelda eat for breakfast? A sausage link. (laughs) Damn it. PS4 got injured and Xbox One is calling the ambulance. Wee U, Wee U, Wee U, Wee U. Jesus, 60 seconds is a long time. Why is a Jedi Knight never lonely? Because the Force is always with him. Why shouldn't you ask Yoda for money? Because he's always a little short. Why did Mario cross the road? Because he couldn't find the warp zone. What did Super Nintendo say to Sega Genesis? You know, everyone always tells me that I'm a bit better than you. Why did Sony hire Justin Timberlake to fix the PlayStation Network? Because they were hoping he could bring more than sexy back. Okay, I'm done. I'm never doing that again. All right, welcome back. Uh, So we are talking about, we've got a couple more uh, major story arcs to cover, and then we'll be out for uh, East Blue Saga of One Piece. Um, So real quick, before we cover Arlong Park, I'm going to get into a little bit about Zoro's backstory, which again happens during the Baratier arc. So enter Zoro. Everyone in this world starts as eight years old and doesn't have a father or a mother. Um, that's just a thing. Surrogate fathers all over the place. Yep. Surrogate fathers all the way down. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so enter uh, uh, an eight-year-old, very angry and very, you know, whatever. Um, 
irritating Roar Nora Zoro. Uh, he <laughs> kind of just shows up at this. Um, we see this like sword training monastery kind of thing full of sword students. I don't know, whatever. Um, so he, <laughs> he approaches the teacher sure. and he's like, I'm going to be the best swordsman, whatever. And I can beat you right now. And I'm going to use two swords. And he grabs two wooden swords. And the teacher just like immediately puts him in his place because obviously he's an eight year old and has no training. So, uh, so we get a we get a cool sports montage where Zoro uh, trains harder than any other student, and uh, he tries to you know he wants to try to use the two swords and two swords isn't enough. Um, <laughs> and uh, as we as we learn to find out, so Zoro uh, his he starts to rise above the ranks and to him ultimately being the best of all the students. However, he just cannot beat uh, the teacher's daughter uh, Queena. Um, and they kind of develop this like friendly rivalry uh, of sorts. So Zoro and Queena. Uh, they they vow to fight two thousand times, and Zoro says, I'm <laughs> "That's going a little to much." Here. And they they fight two thousand times, and Zoro did not win once. Twice um, for every episode of this show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's ten episodes for one fight, and one episode for two thousand. Boy. So uh, he resolved that Queena would be the greatest swords uh, swordswoman in the world, and she cries because she realizes that she can never. Well, she's overheard her father say like she can never be a master swordswoman swords person uh because she's a woman and does she kill her father she does not okay um but uh zoro's like not stupid you're the best um (laughs) and they continue to train together and they become friends um however zoro finds out one day that queena dies um she just he he yeah uh he just he walks into the school and he's like what's up sensei and he's like all sad and uh he was informed that queena just fell downstairs and died um, and oh, it was wow. the it was there it was purposely the dramatic irony, right? Because she's a really strong kid, and it was like something so fragile mm, could could end her gotcha. life. Yeah. And uh, so Zoro's like ult- ultimate drive is his promise to be the master swordsman and to be better than Queena in her memory. So if you look at image nineteen, this is really good. I think this is a good <laughs> summation of Zoro's training. Uh, it's him training with uh, two swords and then weights in his mouth to train his jaw muscles to carry, to do the three sword style. It's really fun. I'm glad that that was at least explained because I've seen Mm -hmm. three sword guy from one piece in other things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that like Zoro's backstory encompasses why he has a third sword. And it's not just like, because he does. Because three swords are cooler than two because swords. Three yeah. swords. Well, because they are, but well, yeah. yeah. But, but it's not just like he ate the three sword fruit and now he has yeah. three swords. And and not to like overanalyze One Piece because that's not what we're here to do, but like One Piece does have a recurring theme of arrested development. Yes. Like all of these people are like they basically stopped yeah. growing. <laughs> like stopped stopped like growing into like i don't stopped evolving as people and just kind of all like grown kids and you know and like that's at least until they got on the boat and they yeah and they then they grew the using the power of friendship yeah. but they all i mean they've all suffered these like pretty pretty intense traumas and uh and they're just a fun happy-go-lucky group of friends you know <laughs> whatever it's fun good there are lions and it's like shit. the it's like the lost boys from peter pan like yeah. it's they're yeah. they're lost abandoned children, but they're having a great time. Yeah, exactly. They're cool. All right, Arlong Park. This is the big one. This is the one again. This is the one everyone likes. It starts. We so remember. Uh, I'll remind you that Nami stole the going, <laughs> took the going Mary. Uh, well, we we learned that Nami is uh, this whole time has actually been working with this band of pirates called the Arlong Pirates. 
Mm-hmm. These are the most notorious and feared band of pirates in the entire East Blue. These guys are number one in the entire East Blue. And her whole thing was, you know, she's, she's always been really suspicious, um, Nami being sus. And uh, <laughs> she was just like waiting for the right time to, uh, to take all their, their ship and all their belongings, basically because when she met Luffy and Zoro, they had nothing and they started to accumulate stuff. And she was like, great, I'm out. So um, Luffy and the rest of the group are you know, tracking after her. And they end up in this little town called Gosa Village. Um, this town that has been taken hostage by the Arlong Pirates, they ultimately learn. The, the Arlong Pirates, if you look at image 20, these are a very silly but yet very powerful band of fishmen who are, <laughs> who are feared across the East Blue. Is this where um, Todd's namesake comes this from? This is where yeah. Todd's namesake comes from. One of them is an octopus fishman. I it's see octopus, him in the back there. It's yeah. octopus Goro is what it is. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. So they all kind of... Sp- you know, do go out in the town and they're doing their own research. And uh, Usopp does some Usopp shit and gets captured by the pirates because, of course, he does. Yeah. Yep. And we see Nami there, and she's like, "He's like Nami, what the hell?" Oh, and she, she's like, "She's like, shut up, nerd." Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I do have a question: Are they fishmen because they've eaten devil fruit mm-hmm. that give them fishmen powers, or are they fishmen nope. because they're fishmen? They're fishmen because they're fishmen. Got it. Okay. Um, it's not just humans that live in this world. There are other species too. There are just like dog people and lion people, and everyone's gotcha. fine with it. Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah. So, so, so they have a very normal reunion with Nami then. <laughs> right. Um, now, the, now, to be fair though, they are like Arlong's whole thing is like he's kind of like a nationalist. He's a fish nationalist. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Where he's like, we're the dominant species, yada yada yada. Oh, Yikes! Gross. Yeah, he sucks. He's a he's a big piece. Of, he's a fucking piece of shit. He also, I mean, his design is really rad because he's got he's a sword. He's a, he's got like a what is like the shark that has like the sawtooth fin or sawtooth fish? Nose? Oh no, no. Shark. oh oh. Like a, um, they have like the like the sawtooth nose or whatever. I think it's, it's called a saw- sawtooth shark. Is it a sawtooth shark? I think it's yeah. a sawtooth shark. We're gonna say it's a sawtooth uh, shark. How about Arlong's a saw- sawtooth how about shark? A, how about a sawfish? What's that do for you? I don't like that one. We're it's, gonna say well, it's a sawtooth shark. It's right. So okay, sawtooth oh, it's, shark. It's a saw sawfish is right. We yeah, are we are literally right in between last year's Shark Week and this year's Shark Week. <laughs> you cannot question my shark knowledge. At this time. <laughs> um, so what happens to end on this thread, uh, Arlong tells Nami to kill Usopp to prove her loyalty because Nami's been out and he's like, you know, prove that you didn't whatever like a real mob boss would do. Yeah. And she's like, okay, and fucking stabs Usopp. Nice. <laughs> and we're just like, oh no. Wow. Yeah. So meanwhile, um, Luffy and uh, who are we left with? Uh, uh, Sanji uh, meet a mysterious woman identifying herself as Nojiko or Nojiko. Question, Zoro? Yes. Is Zoro still around with them? Zoro, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, All right, got it. Zoro is off doing his own thing. Zoro just kind of like dips in and out a lot. Sure. Zoro's like, he just kind of will just take a nap and then just show up and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, that's <laughs> that, that's his thing. He just got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. He's Well, he's fine. He's fine now. His his deal is, like, he just sleeps and he's all better. Oh, so, okay. like, okay. he literally was, like, on the verge of death and took a nap and was like, and everyone's like, what? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Nice. <laughs> Why wouldn't I be? Yeah. So actually, Zoro's off at this, t- at this point fighting uh, the another one of the fishmen 
who um, is the more the more effeminate fish man who goes choo choo every time he talks. <laughs> Not important. Doesn't matter. Not important to the story. All right. The important part of the story is we meet uh, this woman named Nojiko, who uh, it, who happens to be Nami's sister. Uh, so she recounts the past, and this we get Nami's backstory. Mm. Um, okay. Where do I start here? Uh, so we learn um, Nami and Nojiko were orphaned at a very young age. Dang, <laughs> no <course>. parents. <laughs> Can't be a single parent. Because of course they were. Um, now, neither they are not blood related. They are just two orphans. Uh, but they were both eventually adopted by this super cool like punk woman who had just returned to Gosa from a years-long tour with the Marines. Uh, that'd be Image 21. This is Belmere. Belmere fucking rules. She's awesome. Her proportions are something else. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what everyone looks like in One Piece. Everyone looks like every woman looks like an hourglass. It's 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 not great. Um, but Belmere is super cool. She's she's like the 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 town rebel. Um, you know, and like everyone's like, oh, shaking my fist at you, Belmere. <laughs> um, but she's like, you know, she's like a cool mom, right? I can't stand you, but you make a good point. That, yeah, that thing, over <laughs> yeah, and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, she's got a sweet fade haircut, um, yeah, which is which is pretty rad. Legit. Um, so their whole thing was uh, Belmere. You know, she was a she was a soldier, so she didn't really have like she didn't have a business. She didn't have again in the, in this world like you either be a peasant or a, or a pirate. Like, this is the, the only two options. And uh, so they all the three of them grew up poor, but Nami and Nojiko were totally happy. They didn't mind. One day, Arlong's gang attacked and uh, turned everything on its head. Arlong's gang decided they were going to stay, and instead of kill everybody and take their stuff, they decided they were just going to hold this town hostage, and they demanded that every villager pay tribute by the size of their household. So it would be, the price was, uh, on a monthly basis, 100,000 berries. Sorry, the currency is berries. It's like yen. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. Um, it's the same exchange rate to dollars as yen is, basically. Got it. So, uh, like, 100,000 berries per adult, 50,000 berries per kid. Obviously, after a while, uh, this started to bleed the town dry. Uh, Belmere couldn't afford the payments, and the whole town, it was actually, it's really sweet, the whole town tries to cover for her, and, like, tried to, like, they tried to hide the girls, and it's, you know, it's really sad. Um, obviously, that doesn't work, because the Arlong pirates are pieces of shit, and they find the girls, and uh, there's this whole thing where Belmere basically sacrifices herself to save Nami and Nojiko, and she does it in just such a cool, like, he like awesome hero way, where she's, like, she looks at them like there's so there's actually I put a picture in here. It's from the manga, but I think it's really cool to shoot, see these panels in here. This is image 22. She's got a gun like literally on her head and she looks at the girl. She's like, I love you. And then it's just like, <laughs> bam. They, wow. Yeah. And then they and, they, and then Arlong shoots her point blank. And it's like, it's really, it's really rough to see. I mean, I like cried like this was this is really this was like pretty, pretty dramatic, but really, really interesting, like really good storytelling. Um, but it's not over yet. Arlong takes Nami with them. So he's just like, yeah, fuck you. It's not enough to kill Belmere. Like, I'm going to take this girl and you're going to pay me for her. And uh, kept Nami as a prisoner. So Nami was pr a mm. prisoner with the Arlong gang for a while. Um, Arlong discovered her knack for map making. So she, like, that's her, again, her was a whole thing. Even at an early age, she was really good at making maps. Um, and just was having, like, put her in a room, like, uh, Beauty and the Beast style and was like, you're going to make maps forever. Got it. <laughs> so uh, Nami decided, Nami resolved that she was going to fix the situation herself. She decided that like nothing else can be done. This town has just dealt, has just like agreed to and kind of kowtowed, kowtowed to Arlong for years. Um, so she's going to strike a deal with, deal with Arlong. Again, she's still like 12 at this point. She's not very old. 
Um, so she tells Arlong, I'm going to join your crew and I'm going to, in order to make enough money to buy the town back. And it's like 10 million berries. Like it's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. So, uh, Nami was returned to the village. Arlong agrees. He says, okay, 10 million berries. You got it. Nami returns to the village. This is a, another really striking scene where we see her kind of walk back in the center town alone. And everyone's like, oh, Nami, you're okay. Thank God. And she's like, don't come near me. And she shows, she uh, pulls up her shirt sleeve and she shows this tattoo of the Arlong gang. She's like, I joined the Arlong pirates. Like, I'm going to make a lot of money. And, uh, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, calls her a, tra- a traitor and immediately, like, chases her out of town. So everybody, until this day, thinks that she just, like, joined the Arlong pirates. Um, the only person who knows the truth is Nojiko. So uh, there's a scene where they're standing at their mother's grave, at Belmere's grave. And the two of them are talking, and Nojiko's like, can I talk you out of this? Nami's like, no. And uh, she's like, well, why did you let everyone believe that? And she's like, because they would try to stop me. So, mm. you know, Nami's was totally fine, was okay with everybody hating her, um, like her basically being abandoned. So she had to leave forever. Um, so that was her whole thing. So she has been looking for basically just robbing pirates and stealing their treasure and then taking it all back to Arlong to settle this debt. To pay down the debt. Gotcha. Yep. Got so it. That's, that's, that's Nami. So uh, fast forward back to the present. We go back to Usopp. Remember Usopp was stabbed? Well, actually, he wasn't. Surprise. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is a really cool trick. So Nami stabbed herself in the hand. So mm. she's like, so the scene is she's like, she's up against Usopp's. So you can't see either of their faces. And she made it look like she like stabbed him in the chest, but she actually stabbed her own hand mm. uh, to have blood drip down Usopp's back and then immediately pushed him into water. And then he just kind of sunk uh, from the shock. Gotcha. Uh, so he's like, what happened to me? I'm Usopp. I'm a coward. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> also, I lie. Have I told you about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Usopp does get his moment in this arc, too. He actually, like, comes to face-to-face with one of the fishmen lieutenants, and uh, he has to fight them, fight the lieutenant, the fishman, all his own. And he's, like, incredibly outmatched. And uh, he does some, like, cool Usopp shit where Usopp's whole thing, he has a slingshot, and, like, that's his weapon, which is, like, obviously, like, he can kind of like do tricky things like blind people and, you know, like throw in flashbangs or something, but he's not going to kill anybody with a sl- yeah. slingshot. Yeah. yeah. Like the swing, sh- the slingshot in every video game. It's the, yeah. the practice weapon you get before you get the real weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, he has his uh, Pikachu electrocuting uh, Onyx in Brock's gym moment and uh, actually like <laughs> takes down uh, one of the fishmen, which is, it's pretty cool. Um, anyway. Uh, so the, the main kind of plot line here is Luffy ends up catching up with Nami and the two of them kind of come to terms because this whole time Luffy's been like, Nami, I'll find you. You know, he's like really upset, right? Because mm-hmm. he's been betrayed. Sure. Like, you don't fuck with Luffy. Like he's, he's happy-go-lucky until, until someone, you know, betrays until him. Until not, yeah. So uh, Image 23 is another, this is really good. I think this is again from the manga. Or no, this is actually scenes from the show. It's just a, a couple of scenes. This is a really iconic scene. Um, where Nami and Luffy are kind of coming to terms and um, Luffy, like Nami, Nami, like for the first time, you can see her like finally being honest and she's like through tears, she's like, Luffy, help me. And Luffy says nothing and like takes off his straw hat and puts it on Nami, which is really nice because again, you don't, you don't really, I didn't really set this up, but like Luffy like never removes his straw hat and like freaks out when, when it like blows off or whatever. Yeah. So for him, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's very symbolic. Like it's a really nice moment. He gives um, Nami his, her hat or his hat and she knows exactly what that means. So he's like, and again, like Luffy's incredibly loyal. He's like, I will kill Arlong. Let's do it. 
and he winds up his gum gum pistol and it's t- and then 10 episodes later he beats up Arlong. <laughs> uh so the straw hats successfully liberate the town from Arlong and the Arlong pirates um Nami officially joins the team as the team navigator and says she's going to help them find the grand line and all is good cool nice yeah it's good uh it ends with a very on brand ending so Nami uh Nami being the thief that she is uh, she she does kind of like an Irish goodbye to the town. At this point, they've been made aware what she sacrificed for them, what she did for them, and they all love her again. Uh, but uh, they're like, Nami, please stay. You have to stay. And and she's like, uh, don't worry. And then she like opens up a jacket and she's got all their wallets. <laughs> and they're like, you brat. And she uh, like that was her like Irish goodbye because she didn't want people to miss her. Yeah. Or whatever. I think yeah. that's kind of a neat moment. All right, so that's basically East Blue. I'm gonna talk a little bit really quick about Logue Town which is kind of like less of an arc, more of an epilogue. It's really just like, I called it, it's kind of like a curtain call of this entire East Blue saga. So a um, little bit about Logetown. Logetown is the last town before the Grand Line. Therefore, it is a notorious spot for pirates to stop before making the journey to get the One Piece. Again, th- I mean, basically, this is like fucking going to Disney World. Like every pirate goes to the Grand Line. Yeah. So they've made a tourist attraction out of it. You know? right. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, we'll talk, again, we'll talk more about what the Grand Line is next episode. But just know, like, that's that's ultimately the journey here. Logetown is also the place where, if you remember Goldie Roger, that's the, the King of the Pirates guy at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is where device. he was actually the plot device. The Told MacGuffin. him about the one place. <laughs> the one place. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is where Logetown is where Goldie Roger was executed. And this, is, this was the site at which he famously informed the world of the One Piece. So Luffy much like a tourist just wants to go and like be there, like on the gallows to yep. be like where yeah. Goldie he Roger wants to was. see the world's largest ball of yarn. That's what he exactly. wants to go see. <laughs> um, the most important bit about Logetown is really just setting up uh, the straw pirates as, um, as, as the, the most notorious group in the, in the East blue. Cause now that they following the events of Arlong park, the straw mm. hats are now officially on the Marines radar. Mm-hmm. And the bounty for Luffy in the Straw Hats is set at 30 million berries. That's, that, that number means nothing, obviously, but mm-hmm. what that's supposed to represent is a pirate's nor- notoriety. Yeah. yeah. And now, now Luffy and the Straw Hats are one of the most sought-after pirates in all of the, the land. And yeah. d- most definitely the East Blue. They made it on the most wanted. Exactly. That's what that's supposed to set up. We're also introduced, if you look at image 24, uh, Captain Smoker, who is one of my personal favorites. Um, <laughs> Captain Smoker is the Javert of One Piece. Boy. <laughs> this guy rules. Dave super rules. He's always got two cigars in his mouth, and he's always smoking two cigars. Um, well, and just like the arm strap of cigars. Yeah, a bandolier yeah. of like cigars. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's a major figure within the Marines. He's, uh, he's kind of the one that is going to be pursuing Luffy. for. So he shows up again and again. Like I said, he's the Javert. His, he's also uh, accompanied by his assistant, Tashigi, who just so happens to look like Zoro's childhood friend, Kuina. Oh. oh. It really is Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing to say about Captain Smoker is he is the next person that we meet with devil fruit powers. He's got the smoke. He's got, say it with me, the smoke smoke powers. <laughs> Does he really? Is that real? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he can turn into smoke. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's it's awesome. super rad. Yeah, it's super rad. And you know, you, you can't punch smoke. So like, yeah, he he's I mean, Captain Smoker is really fun. I, I like him as a character a lot, but we just get a little bit of him. We'll, we'll see him again more in, in Alabasta. 
I, I also mentioned we'd see Buggy the Clown. So this is kind of a curtain call of all of our all our early notorious bad guys. So we see Alvita. Remember Alvita? Iron Mace Alvita? Yes. Well, she's thin now, as you see in image 26. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. weird. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because we find out she also has double fruit powers, and her power is to change her weight, because of course uh, it is. Uh, yeah. Sure. And what's that, what's that power called? I forget, actually. Um, sorry, I didn't deliver on that one. You sure did. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'm thoroughly uh, it doesn't really matter. She, she's not a huge, a huge impactful character. So Alvita and uh, Buggy the Clown try to hang Luffy in the same fashion as Goldie Roger. And through some fun and crazy happenstances, um, or they try to behead Luffy, sorry. Um, and uh, they, everybody thinks this is it for Luffy. And then a lightning strike, like a, literally like a, a strike of lightning hits the, the gallows and, and just blows up the thing up and Luffy is fine. And, and they just are freed and it's okay. Good. All right. Fine. Yeah. Logetown ends with uh, Luffy and the crew being chased by Smoker. But at the last second, they get saved by a mysterious figure calling himself dragon Ooh. Ooh. Mm. and uh that's really where that's the end of east blue um so like i said logetown is the last bit before the grand line so when we talk next episode we're going to talk about um luffy and the straw hats adventure first foray into the grand line before we cover that though there are more episodes um i have here so the first i mentioned filler arcs uh so we talked a little bit about buggy's buggy's mini venture there is another set of episodes uh called Warship Island. This arc is absolute trash. This almost made me stop <laughs> watching this show. Nice. It's very bad. Do not watch it. It sucks. Dang. All right. You heard it here. Mm -hmm. The level of quality that between those, between Arlong Park and Warship Island, literally like I almost was like, I'm not watching this show ever again. <laughs> was there like a writer's strike or something? Like did, did something so, happen? The difference is, Matt, it's this is the, this is, Manga episodes versus non-manga episodes. I mean, Game of it's Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah, got oh, it. When you they went off when book. you lose, they went off book because what happens is with a lot of these and and, and Naruto is the same way. The, all this stuff is based on the manga. So what happens is the show, just like Game of Thrones, will catch up to the manga, and then they just kind of have to tread water. Uh, and yeah. yep. they can't do anything that's worthwhile. So they just have right. to do these like stories that aren't canon and they're always bad. I mean, it's no different than like the, 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 the classic thing with anime is like an anime movie doesn't mean anything because it's non-canon. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, it's like, it's like that. So we're going to stop there. Um, next month we're going to cover the, like I said, the Alabasta saga, which I will say is, is a little, not as good as East blue. There are definitely some high points, definitely some low points too, to be honest, but all in all still very good stuff. Final thoughts. Um, I've got mine, but I'd love to hear what you guys have first. Um, question before final thoughts. What sure. episode-ish are we yeah. leaving off at? That's fair. Um, I believe it's, I'm checking my notes here. So hold on, hold on, hold on. If you have a rough year we're in too, I would, wouldn't hate that, but I understand that's tricky to, trickier to peg down. I don't know offhand. I might be able to find that. So, we, so the end of Arlong Park is episode or sorry the end of logue town is episode 47 oh boy okay. <laughs> that's a, okay. that's a smaller number than i expected yeah um yeah. no no sorry 53 53 still still better episode but 53 still. um yeah so 54 to 61 is worship island and again we're just not covering that mm -hmm. so we're gonna pick up on alabasta at episode 62 and that takes us all the way through to episode 130. 
Damn. Okay. And that's right. where I am currently right now. Cool. Um, as far as final thoughts go, I enjoyed this story more than I expected to. I have said before that like I've never been a big anime fan, uh, and it's not for many reasons other than that I just don't love the the medium the medium yeah it's like it's not even that it's animation it's not even that it's like japanese storytelling just anime as a whole isn't my bag but this story diluted down into two hours is cool and i like that definitely not yet cool enough to make me want to like jump the ship Mm -hmm. but um um yeah i'm i'm same similar to matt like i'm on board um the only thing probably keeping that the only thing that probably kept like 14 year old Kyle from getting into this was that I just wasn't super into like the medium of anime at the yeah. time. And like, but this is all interesting. I'd, I'd watch, I might watch this. We'll see. We'll cool. see where my year goes. I remember hearing too when I was in like, middle school to early high school um or maybe maybe before that like elementary school into middle school that one piece was one of the bad ones like don't bother watching one piece because it sucks not sure now i well i think what i'm understanding is that like four kids happened you know yeah and so like there's a huge difference between the one piece that my dragon ball friends were watching right when it was on tv in Uh, the states and the one piece that you're talking about from Funimation. Yep. yep. Which is a, why I think part of why it didn't hit so hard as like Naruto and Dragon Ball did exactly for that reason. Cause four kids just like, that was just like, I, I would, this would have so much been my jam in 2003. Are you fucking kidding me? Like sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the height of my, like I have nothing better to do than to eat ramen and watch ramen <laughs> anime all day. Um, and I, yeah, I would have, I would have, I think I would have rather watched this than Naruto, to be honest with you. I mean, I like Naruto, but I, I think I like this better. Yeah, I would go with that. I mean, I think I think you all kind of summed it up that I didn't know this existed or very like barely knew it existed. And mm-hmm. I might actually kind of watch this now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the, the energy that it's giving off. And the story is good. I like yeah. that story. Like when you yeah, said that, that the, the fruit that gives people powers renders them unable to swim in a world full of water. Like that's pretty cool. Like that's a yeah. pretty good. Hook. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that it's, is a, it's good a good hook. pitch. Mm-hmm. It's a solid pitch. Um, anyone out there who's, you know, who's listened to all this and, and still considering watching it, I definitely recommend it. Um, we, you know, we, we obviously hit the, the big plot points, but there's still way more that I didn't cover. Um, the, the treasure man, the treasure man episode is neck is definitely one of them. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like side things that are happening, more characters to it's just, there's a lot more. I got to say, I also like, um, the, the devil fruit powered people aren't as prevalent as I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be well, like, uh, we're going <laughs> to see, well, see a lot more of them. Now yeah. Oh, and I get that. Like yeah. I get probably as it caught on, it got more and more. Yep more it's, and more ramped up but like for this first few episodes i thought it was gonna be every you know like the pokemon thing like every new episode was a new like oh he's oh, got yeah. this gum gum power like yeah the monster of devil. the week yeah yeah. so yeah. alabasta has a lot of like well actually this whole time i have the eagle eagle fruit and i can change into an eagle 
gotcha. and it's like that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll get there, baby. It's all right. It's all it's all, it's all gravy. Um, I'll I'll leave I'll leave kind of with my my parting words. You know, I having having injected this show into my fucking brain for the last two months, I've thought a lot about like you know what would I say about the show in thirty seconds, and and I think you know it's not it's not my absolute favorite show of all time by any stretch. You know, I I still like it's never gonna re, it's never gonna supplant. I always am going to gravitate more to self-contained stories like Cowboy Bebop and Evangelion. But as far as like the Shonen Jump type of show, I think this definitely like dethrones Naruto. Maybe not, not, not maybe not my, my hero, but that's a whole other day. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. I think the best way to equate this is like this is the parks and recreation of anime insofar as it's the kind of thing that you can just have on. And you don't have to give it your full attention all the time. Like you can just kind of look over and be like, oh, fuck, Buggy the Clown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, and just kind of, you know, dip in and out. And, and it, it ages very well. Like with, there are some like the traditional, like pervy anime, right. male and female sure. bullshit, but that's also Japanese culture. So there's not really anything new about that. Um, besides that though, like I think it, it's aged really well. It feels very timeless and kind of like Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball. Like, it's just like, it's fun. It's light. It's, 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 it's got some good story beats, but that doesn't happen all the time. Like it doesn't hit you in the face with all that. And I see here, there's a Gordon Ramsay Zeph mashup. <laughs> and the, that image is excellent. I've gone real down a uh, real far down the, the wormhole yeah. of, of Chef Todd, Zeph here. Todd's already watched four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, we will be back next month with the Alabasta saga and we will not spend so much time. We're just going to get right into it. We won't spend, spend all that time setting up the scene. But until then, uh, thank you all so much. Wait, I have one question. Yeah. For people who want to catch up to where we are, where have you been watching oh. this? Netflix. It's all Netflix. There you go. Really? Wow. Netflix right. has a whole English dub. Yep. And it, it's, it, there's obviously like it's all there. Um, you can listen to it in Japanese, too, if you want, um, if you're into that. I again I've I've listened to it. I did the first episode in in uh Japanese on both. Actually um and if you don't have Netflix, Hulu has the ja- the Japanese only. So if you if you okay. have Hulu without Netflix and you don't mind watching you're okay with subs, um you can watch it on Hulu as well. Um I watched both uh like the first episode in both and I I think the English dub is very very good. So. Cool. But I'm a hmm. I'm a Todd I'm a dub is going to be caught up by the time we get to the, to the alabasta saga methinks i see those wheels turning Listen, i'm running out of shows to watch there's only so much there's only so much internet in a life of quarantine yeah i mean it, it's you know as i've been working from home it's it's something that honestly like it's just kind of always on not always but you know if i'm like doing something at work that it doesn't require like my full attention you're punching yeah, numbers into a, into yeah. a spreadsheet or something i definitely try 100 percent of my job all the time anyway thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to debate this as always, you can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. Also, our website at DebateThisCast.com. As we mentioned at the top of this episode, this episode was made possible by our lovely, lovely patrons. Thank you, Derek Harper, for sponsoring this episode. And Debate This next Cast's episode, favorite Harper, Derek Harper. <laughs> the, better, the better Harper. Um, we love all of our patrons. Thank you all so much for, for sticking with us. and joining us on this uh this grand adventure um if you're interested and if you want more debate this content check out patreon.com slash debate this cast you can have uh unrestricted access to our premium feed which is right now includes for and the office drones but 
will soon include a new project. Woo! At the time this comes out, it might already be out. I'm not sure. He's I asking with a question mark. I think an, so. e- an episode of the new project will be out by the time this comes out. So cool. we can probably talk about what the new project is. Why don't you talk about it, Matt? Yeah, so we are going to be debuting a new series, which I, we have lovingly dubbed The Ploose is Loose, a Disney Ploose <laughs> watch-along cast. And we will be starting yeah. with uh, The Ploose is Loose, colon, WandaVision. And it'll be a WandaVision quick recap show coming out the day after each new episode of WandaVision drops. So that will be coming out on Saturdays. And there are going to be plenty of gigantic shows doing Marvel watch along casts. But if you want our specific takes and the things that we pull from it, uh, this is where you can get it. And it'll all be on Patreon, patreon.com at debate this cast, patreon.com slash debate this cast. And I think that. We will also likely have uploaded the first episode to the main feed. So maybe you've heard it already. If not, there's going to be more on Saturday. Who knows? <laughs> whomst, whomst among us can say. Whomst among us knows. This is my Disney Plus watch along. There are many like it, but this one is mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, until next time, I am Andrew Henderson. Uh, I am Matt in Pittsburgh. We call it the gum gum band fruit. Cole. <laughs> um, I am... Kyle Buggy the Clown, Harper. I am Todd, currently Googling Chef Zef Cosplay, Thomas. <laughs> and we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. Just a lot of tall hats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>